Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday and we are now in the season of Ordinary Time, the season after Pentecost. This week we continue our slow reading of the Gospel of Mark, spending some time paying attention as disciples to all that Jesus says and does. If there have been any insights or if there's anything that you notice or any questions that you might have uh, that you'd like to uh, talk about, uh, please feel free to send me an email at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it. In your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Mark, chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. As he sat at dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus calls Levi the tax collector to be his disciple. Perhaps this is one of the more amazing and puzzling things that Jesus does. Even though it doesn't capture our imagination as much as a great miracle like feeding 5,000 from a few loaves and a few fishes, or a dramatic healing, or, or even raising somebody from the dead, or casting out a demon. But I wonder what we think might be easier, healing a disease or transforming the life of a human being. In a way, you can see the miracle in Levi's calling as building on Jesus' question, what is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your mat? As we've already seen, it's probably easier to say, take up your mat and be healed, go on your way rejoicing, than it is to say, your sins are forgiven. It is truly difficult to forgive someone their sins in a way that completely wipes them away and makes their life new. The Pharisees are correct. Only God can forgive sins. Not only because forgiveness is an authority reserved for God alone, but, but also simply because human beings find it nearly impossible to forgive and to love our enemies. 
the law does a great job of, of helping us point out where there is transgression, and it can even multiply it, but it can't help us make things right again. How can a man, once he's become a tax collector, make himself righteous again? Even if a Levi, on his own initiative, should choose to lose his, leave his tax booth and hope to make a fresh start among his people, we have to wonder if the stain of his profession would really ever come out. So it isn't that Jesus takes Levi out of the tax booth that changes his life, but that Jesus, in taking him out of the tax booth and then coming to include him among the disciples and then coming to include him in the house and to dwell here among his friends, and by doing so, welcoming Levi into God's kingdom, that is what really transforms Levi. Jesus included even the tax collectors and the numbers of those who are being redeemed and welcomed into the coming of the kingdom. To all the world, including a tax collector among his disciples, might make everyone wonder who or what Jesus might actually stand for, make them question whose side Jesus is really on. And table fellowship with those so complicit in the oppression of God's people, with those so defiled by their interaction with Gentiles, with their pagan occupiers, what kind of message does that send? That's what the scribes and Pharisees want to know. They ask Jesus why he eats with tax collectors and sinners. Isn't it interesting that they ask Jesus' disciples this question and don't go to Jesus himself? It's almost as if they were seeking information and, at the same time, trying to form doubt in the mind of Jesus' disciples. It's almost a hidden mini-time of trial for them where their faith in Jesus is tested by insinuating that Jesus is doing the wrong thing, that his teaching is somehow leading them astray. We're going to see this kind of, kind of thing amplified a little later in the story, but at this point, Jesus now steps in to save them to answer for himself and to reassure his own disciples that he is, in fact, doing the work of God's kingdom, the work his heavenly Father has given him to do. Jesus says that this meal with tax collectors is like a doctor coming to heal the sick. Once again, we see that Jesus' mission is to not withdraw from the sick, the unclean, or the sinner, but to reach out to heal, cleanse, and forgive. And he has that power and authority to do that. And that is where our hope is too, isn't it? That Jesus has not left us in our sins, but has come to heal us and to include us, to welcome us into the joy of God's kingdom by taking away our sins, cleansing us, and making us righteous again uh, by making us God's people, by setting the world straight. And that's a good way to face a new day, a new week, knowing that Jesus has the power to heal, cleanse, and forgive. And that is the good news that we have to share wherever and whenever we meet someone in need. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially, Lord, this morning we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful Merciful God, a might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for the sick, for the afflicted, for the bereaved, for those who bring healing and health to the sick and comfort to the bereaved and work to set free those who are oppressed, to ease the burden of the afflicted. For all who are traveling, for those who work for peace and international harmony, for those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forevermore. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.